informative, thought-provoking, factually correct. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Podcast is None of Those Things, starring Brian and Elliot. Coming to you from the Dirty Dina studio in Pasadena, Texas, here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to This Podcast is None of Those Things. Brian here, I've got Elliot with me. Hi, how you doing? I've got Jay with me. Hello. And I've got Alan with me. And we're back. (laughs) Nice. So, we got started talking in our little break between uh, episodes about the WNBA and women's basketball in general, because you started it with, you were talking about a picture from the women's final four? The finals of the final four this year. And there was hardly anybody there in the stadium. The the, the wide pan shot, but wasn't anybody there. I mean, it was purely like more or less like uh, made for TV. Yeah. Like, and um, surprises me. It was it was surprising to me too. And but then then at the end to the end, you had chimed in about the fact of like you feeling that the the NCAA basketball was is. Still bigger than the WNBA. Oh yeah, well, right. it's college ball definitely a bigger deal than WNBA. Right, which then goes into then the 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 hot button argument over the last few years, and augmented by the fact of of, of the male NBA players like LeBron James trying to push for the equality of pay. But there is a business side to everything, which is if you're not generating the revenue, you're not getting paid. We can count to several organizations. That we've, we we're all the three of us here are, are pro wrestling fans. WCW died because they just ultimately were generating the revenue that WWE was making. It did not mean that we didn't like WCW and didn't want to watch it, but generally speaking, they just weren't pulling in the revenue. And business is about that bottom line at the end. So if the end still after twenty five years, because NBA the WNBA has not been around for a generation to come into an end of that first iteration, right? Of generation being 25 years, roughly. So, I mean, you know, cause we were, you and I were both in undergrad. By the time I met you, the WNBA had been around for maybe three years. Right. And at the time they had a competitor in the ABL because there were two leagues. Right. And then they amalgamated just before the, the turn of the millennium. Right. But still, like twenty five years later, after you know, after all that's said and done, the NCAA is still more box office than the WNBA. You don't want them to get paid as much as you know, as much as they can get, and it does. This it is disheartening that a lot of them have to go overseas to get more money. But the reality is, though, still in the league, they're still not generate. The league is not generating the revenue, and we and in all fairness. There's other sports in the United male sports, like MLS. The MLS players still have to go over to Europe yeah. during the off season, and because like, they make more money playing international right. soccer than they play than they get here in the United States. I don't, I don't want to say I don't think anybody goes over like that. To play. Maybe they play like in I don't want to say semi pro leagues, but you, the the way the MLS season actually is built up, it ends somewhere in November, mm. like right in during the Christmas break, and that's when everything like off. Mm. So, I mean, maybe they can, you know, but I don't know, as far as making money overseas, I don't think MLS would do that. Well, they hold they hold their character their their characters. They hold their players to really strict contracts. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. dirty dip talk, my bad. I know, right? <laughs> they hold their characters to really strict contracts. <laughs> right. But 
but you know, but, but still, what we had talked about also was the fact that in in the apples to apples comparison, when the because the, the NBA has been around for seventy five years, and okay, in the beginning when the NBA got started, and there were like three professional leagues at the time, and then they amalgamated to the one. Still, even like guys like George Mikan, who was the first great, still had in the off season had another job that he did. That money they were getting paid, they weren't getting paid like these guys are now. But the, where the money's getting paid so much higher than inflation and interest rates that you could pay your bills and have something to rest on the rest of the year. Yeah. That wasn't the case. In fact, in post-sport, and Brian had brought up the point that even in post-sports in general, that was the case. Case in point, one of the examples is something that you would not see now. Elgin Baylor and I think was it Joe DiMaggio or somebody also served in the armed forces during the course of the season. You know, there was a. I mean, that was World War Two. So. Yeah, but 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 the point being, but the, but but you would, but this in 2022, any you, you got the top four, the four major sports leagues. That's not happening right now. No. Okay. So unless they were like from Ukraine, maybe. Yeah. And well, that, I, I mean, I'm just saying because like there were some soccer players in England yeah. and other other places that were like, you know what. Bouncing, you know, just gotta go. Right, but the, but the point, but generally speaking, though, we're we're looking at the fact is, but all those leagues, when they you go back to when they were in their infancy, all those male pro sports, and then when they that first twenty five years of existence, they weren't making it like that. That you get around to like seventy five years, that's a whole other deal. And hopefully, to make it to seventy five years, and I hope the WNBA does make it to year seventy five. But to do that, they have to generate. The revenue, right? Right. They and and it and, and it will sneak actually. They're gonna they this is where their upper management is gonna have to actually fight more for the league, like when the when the NBA extends the playoffs, into the point where it's actually overtaking the first part of the WNBA season. You push back on that, and the NBA is gonna say that's nice. We literally finance you, right? And you know that's. That's just the facts of of life. Mm -hmm. And maybe they have to do something, shorten their season or something, or like I don't know. But well, and like something that we said earlier was uh, when everybody was the multiple leagues were working multiple jobs, right? Not every or like the sports guy was almost your everyday Joe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you you built something like of a camaraderie with your fans. You you know you're more connected. You're staying in the same neighborhoods. When you start making the millions of dollars, you're kind of separated. You move out, you know, bigger houses, whatever. The point I wanted to make was with the WNBA, with them, you know, you said they want the more money, but, you know, the revenue is not there. You kind of don't deserve it. Does that kind of turn off the regular fans to be like, well, I kind of don't want to go watch this because maybe they, you know, they, people might feel that players are entitled to bigger bucks. You know, they want the box office. They're not drawing. You know, like you said, you know, you have to kind of build up the overall goodwill for people to come, right, over right. the years. Yeah. But right now, like, you know, with the way people do live, you know, you don't live next to a sports star. At least you wouldn't know it. No. You know, so it's like, is there that kind of disconnect where it's like they're the players aren't really connecting with, you know, your everyday person, you know? That's... Like, I don't know when the WNBA season is, you know, but... And there is, 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 is a problem in and of itself because we all know when the NBA season starts. Even like even if, even if you're not like the regular fan of the NBA, you still have a general idea yeah. when the NBA season starts. 
but but you don't. But in fact, generally speaking, all the other major sports leagues, you know when the season begins. And that's, again, and, and that's not the player's fault per se. This, again, goes back to how things are being managed. So the play, if I were the players, I would turn around and hold my management, the, upper, the management accountable because if you're going to lead, then you really got to get out there and lead. The best example of it was just recently, this past year, there was the major fight that the female soccer players had for the Olympics, right? Because they weren't getting paid like the male Olympic players were. And they actually built a case because the fact is, here's the track record. Here's this. Here's that. And you actually know, they, they, and we'll say as a as a group, the women's Olympic team has done a better job, the uh, women's soccer team has done a better job of promoting their players that even if you weren't, again, not a soccer fan, you still kind of had a general idea who kind of did. The well, name doesn't just shock you. And it's easier to promote winners. Right. And to, the, and to that, it would just add that support to your point. What the NBA and the NFL, all the te- all the major leagues, the other four, the, the, the four major male sports, right? Um, all have promoted their dynasties when they had you know, all of that, right? The WNBA started out with one right at the very beginning. Because the comments won four championships in a row. And then like, and that was actually be, had become, had gotten the, the league mesmerizing, you know, like even like people that weren't fans of that, that you know, that were kind of on the fence were stuck. Cause, cause like, man, somebody's won. What did they, what did they do? Just like draft the entire UConn roster from the previous college season? Because, because, because back in those days, they, uh, cause everything was so new. There were the players that were on the team. They knew Cheryl swoops, but everybody else, nobody knew. These were all like, so it was like house money. Like, who are these people, right? But they were winning because because nobody and it was like because nobody knew anybody else in the league. It was like okay, so everyone's starting at ground zero and they won four in a row. This is kind of awesome. Let's pay attention. But the WNBA let the dynasty die. When the NBA team is not being run right, or if they or or, or however there was going on with with was wrong with the problem, the NBA will actually take control of the team, dynasty or not. And that, we know this because that happened with the Pelicans before the Pelicans got bought finally by somebody else, right? The NBA actually was running that squad. The WNBA could have could have done that and that because that was the one thing that they had going for themselves is they had a dynasty and dynasty was like a big thing at the time because the Lakers had won three in a row. There were a couple back to back, close to back, you know, other successful teams in other leagues that have won multiple championships in a short period of time, and that's kind of like where they fell into. But the WNBA just so did, you uh, have a dynasty related counterpoint, especially if it's your first four uh-huh. in a row. That's a great way to kill interest in every other city the league is in. Like a four in a row dynasty is great if your league has a fifty year history. Mm-hmm. If your league only has a four-year history and all four years it's the same team winning, if I'm in another city outside of that city that's winning, I'm like, eh, forget this. Got baseball to go watch, right? Well, I mean that, that's that's true. There, there is that possibility, but I I do remember back during that time because like I like when you were here during that time, but I wasn't in love with everything like that during that time. So it wasn't like because I was um because. I'm a curmudgeon, 
with other than ultimately, yes. So like, so there's only so far that I, like I said, but like, because it, it wasn't like I went to every game. It wasn't like I watched it on the on on the local because even even when they were on, I didn't watch them like that. But uh, but I do remember like the buzz that was happening around like other parts of the because I, I have friends, I have friends and family in other cities. In fact, one of my cousins, you know, has been in the NBA as a GM and an assistant GM for quite some time. Okay. And there was and there was a general buzz because they had the feeling of remember when in the WWE back in the day when Hogan was like the guy uh-huh. right and there was this general like folk wanted to see somebody knock him off that was kind of like where the comments were right and there's a reason why you know Vince stayed with him like that because that kind of made the intrigue who was going to knock him off and take him out right that was the whole that was the whole thing and so. But the WNBA didn't milk it like they really could have, and again, they let them just. Also, they just were no more. Just not just not winning. The team doesn't even exist. You go to the Toyota Center now. You still see the you see the banners of a team that don't that no longer exists. Okay, how ridiculous is that? Well, it's history, and you know they have two more titles than the, the Rockets. So you know you can get there. <laughs> there is that. So. I mean, I I feel like, you know, you said, you know, they could manipulate and, you know, the NBA has done it, but I don't think the NBA manipulated for the Pelicans to become good. I mean, you should, no, they, they, they eventually got AD and Scion right, but, you know, even then they, they messed that up. So, you know, there's no way to fix something that's failing. No, but they didn't. But my point is that they didn't let them just die. That is, I don't, I don't, they don't, they don't, I'm not, I'm not talking about maybe trying to make, they'll be trying to keep the comments being awesome. It's just, you don't let them well, die. The history. They, 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 all that, all of that. All of that How did they let the, the first, like, so, quadruple champion disappear? Okay, so Leslie Alexander was the owner. And then he, he sold it to somebody else, a local rich guy. And they didn't, I guess he didn't have as much money as, Either he didn't have his money. For as, 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 no, not for Tim. No, there was there was a um, a furniture guy that was. He's a big guy. It was the Mattress Mac. It was, it was it was it was it was, a, it was another guy. But hey, I, hey, hey, Bing Bong Bay. Yeah, but in, but guys, I, he was he was in a commercial with Booker T. Booker T was one of his guys that pitched his furniture. But the thing is, is that but when they but when they sold. When Les Alexander sold off the comments to him, then the comments could no longer play at the tourist centers. They ended up having to play at the Astro Hall or the Astro Arena, oh. right? Saying so they changed the venue, so they weren't so in the crowd. So the crowds those are just not as big as the Toyota Center, right? I mean, I thought the whole point of the way they set up the NBA in the first place or the WNBA in the first place was that it was in cities that had NBA teams and that they were playing in the same arena. Well, yeah, and that they were like essentially an offshoot of the NBA team, hence the Rockets' comments. Right, but when, but and that, and that was working fine until the fact that Leslie Alexander just sold them off. He shouldn't have been able to do that. Like, That's the right. NBA should have been able to put a stop to that. They, but they did. They see, and, 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 and the W and when the when. Well, I see your point now. Where you're saying like, if the NBA would have picked it up and like, okay, you're you're gonna sell it. All right, but we're gonna pick it up, you know, because at least we're gonna keep. Well, yeah, with our arena, whatever. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. exactly. Like there's there's ways that, but but when you lose a dime, imagine what we like the we like the NBA because look, Boston has 16 championships. Okay, true. All right. So imagine if the NBA let Boston just 
disappear. In the first 25 years, we'll do apples to apples. The Lakers, when they were in Minneapolis, won the first five titles. Like, they, like you know, they, they, they released their own five of the first titles, right? And they were the first dynasty, right? Right off the bat. So can you imagine if they just, how damning, how damning it, was, it would have been had they just let that go? I mean, it's kind of damning that they let them move. Right, it was because and it was forever until they got the Timberwolves, you know, in there, you know, the next Minnesota team, and of course they've not been as successful. But of course the league is kind of different now than it was back when the NBA first got started. So that's so that's the that's, that's the whole thing though. But still, that still comes back around to okay, how's this affecting them being able to generate revenue so the players can get paid? Because that's still not the NBA's fault. Mm-hmm. The WNBA, which is have their own president, they have their own leadership and all that, the decisions that they've made in the first 25 years have not been quality decisions. As a, and all the players are paid to do is they're paid to play. Management has to do something. And that's, and, and, and it's not that, it's not, I mean, Coca-Cola would probably advertise more if there was, if they knew they were going to get Pack houses, yeah, more eyeballs in in the stadium and at the TV, right? Right, right. The, the, the NBA has other ancillary things that generate interest, like there's video games, there's merch, <laughs> like WNBA 2K. <laughs> I mean, I mean, as as funny as that sounds, but look, that all helps keeping these players. In like the consciousness. In fact, the the list the list uh, NBA basketball games. You could even pull up like legends and pull them with the current guys. I mean, there's like storylines everywhere. WNBA, not so much. Mm-hmm. And so like what they what they could do is add in WNBA players to the NBA games. Mm-hmm. And it would be at very least a first step to getting more eyeballs on those players, on the legends. If you had your whole WNBA rosters and you could play WNBA mode, mm-hmm. Even better if you could like build up your WNBA All Star team to like beat the Pelicans or something. Now, now you say that, and FIFA has tried this where they have uh, women's international soccer. Mm-hmm. So you you know you can choose women's uh, U.S. women's national team or whatever. I'm playing them every time. Uh, yeah. All they do is win, win, win. Right. So, but I mean, as far as like a career mode or anything like that, there isn't nothing to develop anything from that. I mean, they did a a story mode where you followed. Uh, what a kid named Hunter through his football journey. That was one of the games. The next installation of the game through his what journey? Uh, football journey, like career mode, kind of like. Oh, so he played in the NFL. Uh, sure. Let's say he played, in the... and then his sister, then his sister. You know, you could play as his sister, and you could be a cheerleader after. So. Oh. Uh, mm. See, no, that's the, there's there's the problem though. That, that's a good game. You had a whole career mode yeah. with the sister. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how what the WNBA is gonna do. You know, you gotta go do like some water bottles or something. Play UConn, and nobody knows who's gonna go watch though. It's a game, Mm -hmm. and then go to the WNBA, and and the number one draft pick. And see, and and the disappointing thing is, is that there are success stories from the WNBA because we look at Don Staley, who. Let me just bring this big reveal. She was one of my favorite point guards. One of the guy, one of the point guards that I like to watch, male or female. I loved watching her play when she was in the WNBA. She was one of the founding, you know, players of it. 
And she was, I just love watching her play. She's now a head coach and just won another national championship. Okay. And there's ties ins, there's tie ins to all of that. That again, if you're the WNBA marketing and PR people, you gravitate towards that because that builds up to that legendary thing about like all the quality that you get. Because this is how good that those these coaches were that are now, when they were in the WNBA, this is what they were doing. There's a reason why they're now coaches and they're having success their post-career. Well, like you said, like the first generation did a bad job in the WNBA. So maybe like the second generation, which is the former players who were during that bad situation, mm-hmm. I think they have to be the ones who like, whether it's like as a manager of a team mm-hmm. or a coach, like the coaches de the facto sometimes manager mm-hmm. to be the people who I are agree. like, you know, let's change this up a little bit. I mean, cause you know, who's going to promote you if you're not promoting yourself, you know, and as right. a team, you know, you got to be like, all right, this is one of my stars, you know, let's bring him out to the podium, talk. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, there's not attention given, like, you know, there's not, you know, from the WNB, they're not bringing the media attention, you know, they're not bringing the eyeballs to it. Mm-hmm. I can see how it's a double-edged sword. Both parties are a little bit at fault, you know, but. Yeah, and this, this as a equal pay for equal work thing is not really legit. It's, like, I get it, I get it, I get it, mm-hmm. but your business is not making the money that, that that their business is making, and that's what it boils down to. And, you know, if they were making the same money and the WNBA players weren't getting paid what the men were, mm-hmm. then, yeah, absolutely, positively, there's some BS there. Right. You know, to me, I find it hard to believe that, the like, with the soccer – that the men's national team is doing better than the women's they, they, financially because mm-hmm. the women freaking win. The men's team is freaking worthless. Which was long, but, but that but that was the argument though, right. and, 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 and that's why they won and they got more right. money for that. So, you know, I think it's a matter of the league getting better, getting exposure. They they the these ladies have to get those endorsement deals getting their faces out there, their names out there, their abilities out there. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, and you got to stop getting a, <laughs> arrested in the airports whenever oh, yeah. you go to Russia. Arrested but, for, for weed in Russia? Oh, listen, it's a bad plan. I said, like, don't travel with it. You're, like, you, you're, you're going could, to Russia. And I said, but you, and she, in her case, she was already there. I'm like, I'm pretty certain the United States has weed over here. Not Now, I'm not saying that we're, we're now on this show, we're not supporting... Use utilization of weed, but we're just saying that who's not supporting the that? utilization? Okay. It looks like you were utilization in it right a little while ago. Yeah, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that on either side of the pond, access to what you were liking to use is present, so you don't need to travel with it. You can just leave one here and then just go back over. It's like it's like bread. I don't need to travel with bread from one side of from Russia hey. to the United States because there's bread in the United States. You can. Bring like you know, I mean, there's and there's there's pierogies. Russians got pierogies. We got pierogies over here. You're not you're not traveling with pierogies across the pond. So it's the same concept. I don't know. I find some good Russian pierogies. I might just travel with. Get a get a mail ordered. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And with that, we somehow brought it back to food. And. We brought it the whole way back around that it is time to wrap this episode up. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Podcast is None of Those Things. 
We have to try that again. Thank you for listening to this episode of This Podcast Is None of Those Things. Check us out on social medias at None of Those Things on Facebook. On Instagram, we are at Facebook. This podcast is none of those things. And Instagram. This that those. <laughs> on Twitter at this underscore those. Send us an email. This podcast is none of those things at gmail.com. Hit Alan up on Twitter at at Space City RE. And we will see you next time. Thank <laughs> you.